0: Welcome to Had to be there the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within your host and favorite travel planner Kelly Acevedo.
1: Om Welcome back to the Had To Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 46. As we go into the second week of 2023, in the name of accountability, one of my goals for this year, as it relates to the podcast, is to faithfully produce a new episode every week of the year. So every Monday morning, as you Head into work or wherever life is taking you, there will be a fresh new episode of the Had to Be There podcast waiting for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Full disclosure, second weekend, I was already trying to come up with excuses as to why I didn't have to sit down and edit this week's episode and get it out. But I know that I want this show to continue to grow and to find my travel tribe. And in order to do that, I have to show up every week. So I'm here. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. This guest is someone I had reached out to when I first decided that this was something I wanted to do. This was the show I wanted to put together. Um, I found him on Instagram. His pictures are beautiful. He's been everywhere. Um, And because he's always traveling, it was months and months before we were able to sit down and connect. Uh, And I'm so glad that we did. So I'm really excited to get this episode out to you. Um, I just wanted to be completely transparent. If you are also struggling with your New Year's goals and resolutions, in just the second week. You are not alone, Uh, but we've got this. This is our year, guys. I am continuing to learn so much about myself throughout this podcasting journey. And I love listening back to my episodes and hearing these conversations that I've had with these amazing people. But I have to share this with you because it really made me laugh. My husband and I recently took a little overnight road trip We drove out to Philadelphia for my first visit to the city. Uh, We had a great time, but on the way we were listening to some of my episodes and just catching up and we both noticed that when I'm talking to people and hearing about these experiences that they're having in these incredible destinations, I suddenly turn into like Owen Wilson. And every other word out of my mouth is wow. 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 (laughs) So if you've noticed this too, uh, it's something that I'm very aware of and will be actively working on (laughs) as we go through this year. So hang in there with me. Uh, I would advise against making it a drinking game. Like every time I say, wow, take a drink, uh, because you will certainly not be sober by the end of the episode. (laughs) Before I bring in this week's guest, uh, I just wanted to put out an appeal to please, if you haven't yet, leave a review for the Head to Be There podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. That's the very, very best way to get the word out about the show and help us to find our people. Uh, I see that many of you have left ratings on Spotify and whatever other platforms you're listening, and those are wonderful. Please keep them coming. But if you are one of my Apple podcast listeners, I would encourage you to please uh, tap the five stars or however many um, and leave a written review Um, and just let people know like this is a real show and it's a fun listen and I'm here to keep you company on your drive. And if you're heading to uh, a nine to five, that's maybe not all that exciting. You can spend that time in your car hearing about these beautiful places and getting inspired for your next trip. Oh, and one last thing, if you are following me on social media, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you guys know, I'm sure, how finicky these social media algorithms can be. If you see my posts come up in your feed or your stories or when you're scrolling through Reels, let me know. Um, drop me a like share it to your stories, leave a comment, save it for later, engage with it in some way so that the algorithm knows, Hey, this is quality content. Let's distribute this to a broader audience. If you're already doing that, like my cousin, Tracy, who likes everything that I do. I love you, Tracy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. You guys are the very best. Um, So that's really all that I have for you today let's get into this week's episode okay nilish welcome to the show so excited to chat with you before we jump into your story could you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little about your background
2: hello kelly thank you uh, hi this is uh, nilish i am from india i am uh, I've been sailing on Merchant Navy ships around the world for the past 14 years. I am working as a Merchant Navy Chief Officer on board cargo ships. So, uh, due to the nature of my job, I get to visit a lot of countries throughout the world. Presently, I have visited more than 50 countries.
1: Wow! and,
2: And I also continue it as a passion whenever I am on vacation. I get the opportunity to, to take my wife and travel some more new countries, which I have not ventured. So that's how I lead my life. And yeah, that's, that's, that's my background.
1: That's wonderful. So you spend a lot of time out at sea, I gather.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, usually, uh, uh, per year, I am spending seven to eight months at sea.
1: Wow. And you were out at sea when the pandemic hit, right?
2: Uh, Yes. That's also a very interesting story that during that period, I was in the USA to Mexico region. My ship Mm -hmm. was in this route. And due to the closure of the international flights, I was stuck in the ship for 14 months.
1: (gasps) Oh, my goodness.
2: So usually we we do like four months contract, then come back home for two months and then again go back. But this right. was like a marathon contract. And uh, one of the uh, articles also got published regarding my marathon contract in New York Times. Um, so I got the opportunity to be featured on the first page of New York Times. And that also, uh, you know, it was a... I, th- I was honored that uh, somebody came up with the story of the hardships faced by uh, seafarers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fourteen months on a show. Oh, my goodness. That's right. a long time to be so far away from home.
2: That's correct. And as you can understand that there is hardly any Internet connection. There is no source of Internet uh, sure. there, is source of, uh, there is no source of entertainment, and you know it's like a, it's like a. Uh, my life is like a and the seafarers is like life is like a quarantine for throughout right. his life. You know you are always in isolation.
1: Right, you're right. You've been training for this your whole life.
2: <laughs> that, that's correct.
1: <laughs> so you you mentioned being too over 50 countries already but you have one place in particular that you're going to take us for your had to be there story why don't you tell me a little bit about where you're taking us
2: well i am taking you to my recent trip uh, that was in bali this was just uh, 15 days back i had a, a two weeks tour to bali and mm. there was not i cannot finger point a single had to be there moment Maybe mm-hmm. there are tons of hard to be there moments because it is one <laughs> of the most amazing places of the world.
1: Wow! And what brought you to Bali?
2: Well, I was planning for Bali for quite a some time because uh, uh, I saw some of the pictures in the social media, which really yeah. attracted me. Right. Uh, as you, as you can know that. Uh, social media is so popular nowadays and most of our travel plans are driven by the pictures there
1: that's true <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, so i was really curious and when i start digging into it by through various youtube videos and all then i i thought that i must venture this part of the world and i am glad that i ventured and uh, there are uh, there a lot of moments which which uh, which i would like to share and I yes please do so uh, we can start uh, like we stayed in the the edge resort and if you are aware that it is having a, one of the most beautiful infinity pools in the world which protrudes out of a cliff 500 meters above the sea level there is oh a glass bo- yeah there is a glass bottom at the <sighs> edge of the pool And you can actually look into the cliff down to the sea from that glass. So it's it's quite a thrilling moment. And uh, we also tried the floating breakfast over there. And with the sunrise in our backdrop uh, and the sea below, it was one of the most thrilling moments of our life.
1: Oh, wow. And I hope that you went here with your wife because this sounds so romantic.
2: Yeah, this was with my wife. And yes, more than romantic. I thought this was more (laughs) thrilling.
1: (laughs) That sounds incredible. Yeah. And you also visited the Noosa Islands?
2: Yes. So we visited the Noosa Islands. Uh, There is a very famous viewpoint over there called the Thousand Island Viewpoint. Now, we cannot uh, directly relate uh, how it is uh, the name derived from, uh, but there is the world famous tree house over there, which is giving you a majestic view of the sunrise. But for that, you must wake up early and be there at the correct time because it gets crowded also very soon also sure. if you also if you miss the sunrise then uh, you know the beauty uh, you cannot catch the real beauty of the place mm. so we ventured into the tree house we got opportunity to go into it actually there is a there is a provision to uh, sleep in the tree house also. also there is a there is a small bed and a, and a table fan just a makeshift arrangement and when I just uh, talked to the guards there, they said they're charging a small fees for it. And even you can stay over there. We didn't wow. stay, of course, but I think it, this was one of the most uh, beautiful uh, places and set up uh, for a perfect sunrise.
1: Wow. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, Really, it was it was in my bucket list. And I'm sure uh, most of the social media buffs must have seen these pictures and it must be there in their bucket list, too.
1: I would imagine so.
2: (laughs) But the the only one advice I would like to give them is you must wake up early and be there as early as possible.
1: Mm, Good tip. How early did you guys get there?
2: So I actually plan my vacations, uh, the, I plan the spots which I want to visit, I choose the resorts nearby, the resorts or hotels. So I choose the nearest hotel uh, from that tree house so mm-hmm. that I can just walk into it.
1: Nice. <laughs> that, was, that was good thinking. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's that, these are small travel tips from my end. <laughs>
1: I love it. <laughs> so tell me, would you say that this trip, this recent trip to Bali um, has been one of your favorite places t- that you've visited?
2: Yes, I would say this is probably in my top two. Uh,
1: wow. What's the other one? Uh,
2: the other one is Maldives.
1: Ooh, that's another big social media
2: Spot. (laughs) Oh, the Maldives look beautiful. I, I love sea. I am a beach man. So I am always going into such tropical, beautiful beaches and countries like these.
1: That's interesting because you spend so much time at sea. I don't know. Like, you don't have any desire to, like, go escape to like the mountains or, you know, a cabin in the woods somewhere like you just want to be by the ocean.
2: Yeah, I I think the ocean misses me and I miss the ocean.
1: Oh. Oh, that's so cute.
0: The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net. Slash vacations to get started.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. So the Maldives <laughs> and Bali were have been at the top of your list. Interesting. Really? Is there anything still on your bucket list that you haven't checked off yet?
2: Uh, there are a lot of uh, places which I have not checked off yet. Uh, the one being Wadiram in Jordan. I definitely mm. want to visit the Wadiram Desert in Jordan because. Uh, I have heard a lot that it looks like Mars. So I definitely want to check out that place. And uh, of course, I I want to see the Northern Lights in my life once.
1: Oh, Yeah, that's a popular one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> my, my, my next targets are among these two places.
1: Oh, good for you. I love when people have like... Like this is at the top of my bucket list and this is my plan to get there. You know what I mean? Because I think so many people go through life building these bucket lists and filling it up with all these places and experiences that they want to have, but not making any movement towards achieving that.
2: Absolutely. You know, you have to you have to plan, you have to plan, you have to study about the place and then only you are 100% prepared because you are spending money you are spending your time if you mm-hmm. cannot fulfill your uh, desires over there your your plans over there then there is no point you know so i i am i i highly uh, recommend that we should plan if you are planning to make any trip
1: yes for sure now you've been traveling for a very long time and you've mentioned that it is a passion of yours do you remember when it was that you first felt that draw towards travel? When were you first bitten by that travel bug?
2: Well, I was bitten by the travel bug when I when I came to know about Merchant Navy. Uh, I, I got to know that you will be getting paid to travel the world. And that mm. really attracted me to join Merchant Navy as a career because... Uh, those days, let's say 14 years back, there was nothing called digital nomads or you didn't right. get paid as of now. Like there are, I can see a lot of people are getting paid to travel p- by being a digital nomad or through some yeah. sponsorship. Let's say yeah. 15 years back, there was nothing as such. So Merchant Navy was one thing which uh, gave me the direction that you, you can get paid uh, to travel the world and that really attracted me
1: wow so in india you're from india originally correct correct born and raised
2: (laughs) yes yes we am born and raised in india
1: what is the age that you have to be to join the merchant navy in india
2: Uh, we can join uh, the college at the age of 18 and we can be uh, have a three years training and we can start sailing at the age of 21.
1: So did you do that? Like as soon as you turned that age where you like sign me up or did you wait a little while?
2: (laughs) No. In fact, those days it was even uh, less stringent. I we just had (laughs) one year of college time. So I started going to ships at the age of 19.
1: Wow. So you didn't waste any time. You were like, put me on a ship. I'm ready. Yes. (laughs)
2: In fact, they made me ready. This is, that is how they train you. So those were the days, yeah.
1: Do you remember where your first contract was when you first joined?
2: Yes, of course. Uh, Hmm. I I, I remember actually all my trips. It's so close to my heart. Uh, But specifically answering to your question, my first contract was from a port called Dej in India, in the western part. To mm. Raslafan in Qatar.
1: Oh, okay.
2: That was my first voyage.
1: All right. Where is the most, I mean, I feel like it's Bali, but where's the most exotic place that you've traveled with the merchant navy?
2: With the merchant navy, I have traveled to Chile, that I would Ooh. say one of the most exotic places because we were touching the uh, atacama desert side near mm-hmm. the northern and central chile and that is also a really beautiful place where the desert end and the pacific ocean starts so where the desert meets the sea
1: wow
2: so That's that was very really
1: cool.
2: yeah. yeah so that was like a thrilling experience also the uh, chile trench in the pacific ocean is one of the deepest regions in the world it is not the deepest, it is one of the deepest. The okay. depth of the sea, uh, there is uh, approximately 7,000 7, meters. That is 7 kilometers.
1: Wow.
2: So all this, uh, all this really attracted me. You know, I think that was one of the most uh, beautiful voyages I've done.
1: Wow. So all of these fifty countries and counting, <laughs> that you have visited, which place had the best food? Uh,
2: well, uh, when it comes to food, I would say Mexico is having the best food for Ooh, sure.
1: Yes, I because, love some Mexican food. <laughs> yes. Also, I would
2: say that uh, it suits the taste of uh, Indians also because the spice is high in Mexico as well, like the Indians prefer. Okay. Okay so I in that, that case i am little i am little biased towards Mexico, <laughs> you can say. that being an indian i, I find it closure, close to my eating habits yeah. uh, but but if you if I, I i i answer in general with let's say if i ask 10 people in merchant navy i think a lot of people will also say korea uh, korean food oh. is also uh quite uh quite nice i also like it but yeah on the top of my list it is mexico
1: <laughs> all right and which country had the best beaches uh
2: which country uh let's say uh there are a lot of small countries in the southern pacific region like Tonga, Tahiti, Fiji. Sure, yeah. Uh, All these areas are like untouched. There are very few flights, very few tourists, Mm -hmm. very few population. So you can imagine that these places are really clean and very beautiful beaches.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that, and you're like the authority on beaches. I feel like, (laughs) so so I will take your word for that. Mm. (laughs) Is there any? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I am sure you have heard of the world world famous place called uh, Bora Bora in French Polynesia. Of
1: course, yes.
2: Yes, so that is one of the clearest waters you know I've seen. Bora Bora, Fiji, Tonga, Tahiti, very Mm. beautiful.
1: Wow. Is there any particular country that really captured your heart that if you could, you would just go back and visit again and again?
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's say this would be Vietnam. Really? Yes, uh, because I found the people there are really welcoming and very friendly. The food is really good. It is Mm. very cheap the place is really cheap we like that (laughs) and uh, uh, and and, and very very beautiful if i am not wrong i think the entire country is having around 12 unesco world heritage sites wow so and of course uh, i'm sure everybody has heard of the halong bay the famous uh, halong bay uh, which is really beautiful so yeah i would like to go back to vietnam
1: wow okay you, you're just filling up that your your passport was stamps over there
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that, that that's why my my i uh, my instagram and youtube account name is the salty passport it had already right. turned salty
1: <laughs> i love that and you're also dipping your toe into travel photography how did you get into that
2: well, this inspiration came uh, from my wife. So when I, I am alone in a ship, I I am not a kind of a person who will just uh, do a landscape photography. I need a model in front of my camera. So my wife is a very good poser. So once she started posing, then I started getting ideas. And uh-huh. now now I, I can see that I have made a lot of improvement. So I can say that I am an amateur photographer also now.
1: I love that. <laughs>
2: that's had, great. There was a very interesting incident in Bali that in one of the resorts, uh, there was a 30-minute photography session for us. And wow. my, my wife was posing so well that the photographer uh, was asking, is she a model? And uh, I was like, no, <laughs> she's she my personal model. <laughs> oh, that's so
1: sweet.
2: Oh, how so, fun. Yeah. So that's this great, though, because
1: you really do get to see so many different places and to be able to capture it so beautifully. That's really a skill.
2: Yeah, I think that is also a, a skill which we as a traveler, we should have that if we cannot capture, because what we register in our mind will not be there for forever. But if we right. can capture it in a frame... Uh, that will be till our deathbed. I can believe. So yeah, uh, I uh, so I, I I make a conscious effort to click good photographs.
1: Absolutely, good for you. <laughs> so Nilish, why should everybody add Bali and the Nusa Islands to their bucket lists?
2: Uh, I believe Bali is for all budgets, uh, for, for most because we also have to think about the budget. So if mm-hmm. you want to have a luxury budget, a medium budget or a low budget, because people are staying there for even one year and you can explore mm-hmm. the entire island. So the first thing is it is for everybody, not only like luxury travelers. It is for sure. all backpackers. It is for every kind of travelers. <laughs> Secondly, it's a paradise for photographers. Uh, mm-hmm. If if I, I I would have the it's a, it's a podcast. If I it was a video or or some photographic, I would have shown you one photograph in which uh, the sky looks on fire because we were in a resort which was twelve hundred meters above the Java Sea, and there was a beautiful infinity pool. And and if we, if we take correct photographs, it would look that we are almost floating in the sky. Wow. So the region name of the region is Munduk, and the name of the resort is Munduk Modding Plantation. It's a coffee plantation, and there uh, they have made this resort. And a part of the of the fees is going to the local. It's there also, so we are contributing that way also. So second point, I would like that this is a heaven for photo- photographers uh, for mm-hmm. Bali. If you are interested in photography, you will have so many beautiful landscapes there. Thirdly, I would say its diversity. In the southern part of Bali, you will find cliffs and beaches. In the central Bali, you will find jungles, which is the Ubud region. In the northern wow. Bali, you will you will find hills, the Mount Agung, which is the active volcano. Mm-hmm. And in the eastern and western Bali, you will have small islands. You can visit the Nusa Penida, Nusa Lembogan, Lombok, the Gili Islands. And you can venture these small gems, hidden gems of the world. So all these four or five points, I think people should highly uh, take into consideration and uh, must visit Bali once in their lifetime.
1: Absolutely. It is going on my list for sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's great.
1: (laughs) Tell me one last time where we can find you if we want to connect on social media.
2: Okay, so I am on Instagram by the name of The Salty Passport. Everything together, no gaps. And in YouTube also with the same name, The Salty Passport.
1: Perfect. And I will include links to those in the episode show notes so people can easily find you.
2: That's so kind of you, Kelly. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. It's been so great chatting with you and getting to know you. I'm so glad that we were finally able to make this happen.
2: Yeah, thank you, Kelly. Same here.
0: And it was really nice chatting with you. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own Had To Be There memories.